Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. The purpose of the Method to the Madness is get to the root of the matter on all things health and fitness, and it's also to put your mind at ease to know that all of this isn't so complicated. In other words, I use the science, but really the science is so much more simple than a lot of the people out there that are selling hacks are leading you to believe. So I like to get to the uh, root of the matter so you know what to do so you can improve whatever health and fitness goal you might be trying to improve. Today I'm going to answer a question from a person on social media. And they asked quite a few, but the one that they seem to be more centralized on that I'll pick up on because it kind of leads to the other is the old problem of menopause and those types of things that tend to happen around middle age for women. But you know, a lot of this that I'm going to talk about is also applicable to men. So I'm going to feel that and hopefully give this person and anybody else some security knowing that what they can do is far more simple than maybe what they've been led to believe. Before I get into that, let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 280 five-star reviews on Zillow and Realty Pros is actually number one in Volusia County. I will put their information in the notes and you can reach them at thegildengroup.com. Our second great sponsors is Overhead Door of Daytona Beach and they are flat out just the best around. Overhead Door in general is the best garage door and our local branch here with Jeff and Zach Hawk give you that personal touch that I love about small business and when things are locally owned. And they can be reached at overheaddoordaytona.com. All right. So let's get into the question. So menopause tends to happen at slightly different times for women, but it's usually the onset a little bit after middle age. And for those that don't know, middle age is now considered 45 to 65. So somewhere in there, it tends to happen and a little bit more towards the earlier side of that than the later. But there are people that go into menopause or premenopause slightly earlier than that. And there are people that go to the later end, but it tends to happen around those times. And the hormone fluctuations are huge during that time. There's major changes in the hormones. It's kind of just the natural part of the aging cycle. For men, they tend to see a you know a decline. I don't want to say sharp because again, it's different for everybody, but there's a decline of testosterone in middle age, and men start to experience some of the same things, but you know, not quite to the extreme because we're dealing with less hormones with that. So right around middle age. So the question really was is like, you know, what can I do? What can I do to offset this? You know, the question is always when it when this comes up is always about weight. Now, nine times out of 10, that's the major complaint with middle age and menopause and hormone fluctuations is weight gain. So what can I do, this person asked. Well, 
First thing I want you to understand, the most important lesson that you can get, and this is true for really any goal in health and fitness, is there are no hacks. No matter what somebody is trying to sell you, there are no hacks. Now, if they're just trying to sell you on a healthy eating system and a normal workout program, I don't know if that's really selling you, but if that's the case, then there you go. That's your hack. But other than that, there are no supplements that are the magic answer. There's really nothing that is the magic answer. There's not a perfect way to work out. There's no truth to any of that. You know, you'll hear some experts, and I'm definitely using air quotes when I say experts because the real experts don't say these things, but the social media fitness influencers will tell you that there is a perfect way to work out with menopause and with the guys when they're losing testosterone. The big thing was you do HIIT training for both. In other words, you really got to like try to fire up your hormones and do HIIT, which stands for high intensity interval training. You have to do those kind of workouts to offset it. And that's the only kind of workout you can do. And that's simply not true. I just gave you that example, but there's other examples. Like I've seen the opposite of that. Well, don't do any high intensity training. You've got to do only long, slow distance training, easy on the body, easy on the hormones, easy on endocrine system. That way you're not putting more stress on your body. Well, that's not true either. The reality is when it comes to exercise, the perfect plan for anybody going through menopause or any man that's losing his testosterone or anybody is the workout program that you're going to regularly follow. That is the key. There's no perfect plan. So what that looks like is if a person is getting in two to three days a week of strength training on a regular basis. And sure, if somebody wants to work out every day and split up their muscle groups, that's fine too. But if they're putting in two to three days per week on the average, year, week in, week out, months in, months out, that's the perfect plan. If they're doing exercises that are helping them, not hurting them, like that's the perfect plan. In other words, there is no perfect plan. There's no rep range you have to follow once you hit menopause or once men hit a certain age, like, oh, 12 to 15 is the sweet spot. Oh, 15 to 20 is the sweet spot. Or you'll have some people say, oh, no, no, super high reps, 20 to 30 reps is the sweet spot. Or no, 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 you really got to challenge your testosterone levels and push big weights and go heavy, you know, under five reps is a sweet spot. There is no sweet spot. It's what works for you. And a lot of it is trial and error. You know, I know like for me, and it depends on the day, but there are rep ranges that tend to work better for me. If it's, uh, you know, too heavy, my form isn't as good. I'm not as motivated to train. If it's too light, I end up kind of like losing focus and doing too many reps and it's kind of time consuming. So I find a sweet spot that really works for me because I've looked at all the science and I know that there's not a perfect rep range. It's really about showing up day in and day out and consistently working out. 
And then when it comes to cardio, there's absolutely no hack either. There's no, oh, high, inter high intensity interval training is the way to change the hormonal system. Well, that's not true. I mean, research shows that as soon as any workout is done, we're pretty much done. Your hormone levels go back to normal. Now, if you overtrain, meaning you do too much too soon, or you push yourself too hard every day, that's not really a style of workout. That's not following any sensible plan. You're going to get overtrained and go into what we call adrenal fatigue. So you basically are too tired to work out. You're going to sleep more than necessary, or you're going to have trouble falling asleep. You're going to have hunger issues. So that's all getting overtrained, and that could happen on any perfect air quote plan you know, or it just anything where you're pushing yourself too hard and not getting adequate rest. But other than that, there is no perfect type of cardio plan and your hormones, your resting levels of hormones go back to normal. If there was any influx of any testosterone, human growth hormone or anything else during a workout, they don't stay elevated. So all that is simply not true and it's manipulation of data that's out there. One thing to understand, like, so you really get it, is if it was true that a certain workout raised your levels of resting testosterone and human growth hormone, using the uh, example of a man, then why would people take artificial anabolic steroids at rest? The reason they do is because the only way to actually increase resting levels is to take them via medication, whatever you want to call it. Some do it through physicians, some not so much, but that is the only way to do it. I'm not advocating that by any means, uh, especially when it comes to that with men. I think, uh, you know, my opinion, it's unless you have a medical reason to do so and your doctor told you it's the right thing to do, simply trying to bench press more weight and taking anabolic steroids, in my humble opinion, is just really stupid. But anyway... If it were the true that a certain style of workout did it, then people wouldn't be doing it. All right. But the fact of the matter is the only way you raise it is through taking them artificially through that. So gets me to diet. There is no diet hack that is going to help anybody through menopause. There's no perfect foods to eat. There's no there's no smoothies to consume or supplements that'll take. I mean there are things, and I'm speaking back to you ladies again, because menopause is more of an issue because I train mostly women. Um, I date women. So, I mean, I understand that it is a huge issue. So, sorry guys, they go through more than we do when it comes to hormonal changes. So... The reality is it is problematic and I completely understand that when you see an ad come across your TV that says, you know, just take this and it's some magic potent, you know, supplement that's not FDA regulated. And as if you listen to the uh, great podcast the other day and what made it great was my guest, not me, but Dr. Delisha Haynes, you know, she talked about, yes, there are some supplements that will help like with obesity and stress. And she talked about um, fish oil, but you know, we went on to talk a little bit about how 
that the FDA doesn't regulate supplements. So you got to be very careful. What that means is there's no overstepping program, not overstepping. There is no program that comes in and says, oh, is this okay or not? You know, some third party. And regardless of what you feel about that, I mean, uh, if, if you don't understand the importance of that, I don't know what to tell you. But you absolutely, I absolutely want a third party, not the person trying to sell me something, but a third party to go, this is safe. So that's what the FDA does. And they do not do that on most supplements. All right. So you have to be careful. So there is no nutritional hack you could do. Now I'm combining both normal nutrition, meaning what you eat and supplements. There's no hack. There's no food that's better than not. There's no supplement that's better than not. There's no time of day that makes it better. It really comes back to just like exercise, learning to do the healthiest thing you can do with your body regarding foods. And that means eating nutrient dense foods, foods that are full of nutrients, vitamins and minerals, good carbohydrates, lean protein, healthy fats, and foods that are low in ultra processing. So that they're low in nutrients and high in calories. So if everybody does that because that's the healthy way to eat, it doesn't change with menopause, all right? So does that mean though that you have to accept higher weight gain? No, it means that you may have to be far more diligent in what you do. So maybe you got, let's just use a, a, a 1600 calorie example, like maybe, before menopause, it was 1,600 calories, and that was your sweet spot. And if you did that for, say, a week or two, you started noticing you're losing weight. Okay, there you go. Okay, so maybe that spot now becomes 1,500. Again, these are all just hypothetical numbers. But the point is, if you just make a downward adjustment slightly, not too much, because you don't want to create more stress. Just And I'm not really saying you necessarily have to count things, but just get in the get it in your head that it is important to reduce a little more than you used to. So there's no hacks. It's just once again, dialing down that thermostat a little bit. Unfortunately, that thermostat changes as we age and, you know, it, it changes in, in, in both directions sometimes, you know, so it, it doesn't change a lot, but there is such a thing as a set point. And it does go up and down a little bit based on other variables, you know, based on what your current weight is, based a little bit on how much you're eating, based a lot on how much muscle mass you have. So if you want to raise that set point, that's where getting in regular strength training two to three days a week, no perfect program, two to three days a week and getting in your normal cardio. There is no hack. Just what do you like to do? Do you like to walk? You love to walk. I know people that say I love to walk. I love to walk. Okay, so walk, walk more just because you love it. It's going to reduce stress. Um, normal eating, so eating for health. Just, you know, what would you tell a friend if they said, I want to start eating healthy? Follow that because sometimes if we take ourselves out of it and if we kind of like, you know, speak in the third person a little bit with ourselves, sometimes we have to use the silliest little tricks to do so. Then tell yourself, okay, John. You know to eat healthy, you should eat oatmeal, have some blueberries on it in the morning. You know, lunch should be a nice lean protein, whether you're vegetarian, vegan, or carnivore, doesn't matter. You know, lean, 
protein, some good high fiber carbohydrates, and you know, a piece of fruit for dinner. Again, have some lean protein, have some good high fiber carbohydrates like wild rice, maybe sweet potato and some broccoli, whatever. But we know what eating healthy is. So you would tell your friend to do that, then you do that. And finally, don't underestimate sleep. For people going through menopause, through men losing testosterone, through anybody, it is critical that you get enough sleep. A lot of obesity is related to lack of sleep, all right? In other words, there's a correlation between those that sleep less than seven hours a night and those that are obese. There's a huge correlation. So think about that. Get enough sleep. And I know just by saying that, that puts pressure on people to get sleep. I get it. But that is an area, and it's absolutely not a hack. It's for your mental and physical health, is to say, how do I get more sleep? Some tricks are make sure that you don't eat, say, two hours of bedtime because sometimes your metabolism cranks up a little bit. Start to close your blinds and everything, darken your house earlier so your, your brain is very sensitive to light. It's what tells your body when you're supposed to be awake and when you're supposed to be asleep. So make sure you use dim lighting in your house at night. Make sure you close your blinds. Um, if, if you are on your phone a lot or whatever, I'm not going to say not to, but make sure that it's got the blue light filter on it and all that. Um, don't drink too close to bedtime or else you'll get up having to go to the bathroom too often. So the rule of thumb on that is like two hours. Watch caffeine. Caffeine has a six to eight hour half-life, meaning that it is in your system far longer than you're feeling the buzz from it. So try to maybe not drink any caffeine after 12 o'clock. So Get in the routine of trying to wind down in the day so you can really get adequate sleep. Adequate sleep means more than seven hours. All right. So I hope this helps and uh, you know who you are out there and let me know. And until next time, be max fit, be max well.